the story of women in the Old Testament is fascinating with respect to childbearing. Most of the great women saints in the Old Testament, even in the New, had been sterile, or at least thought to be sterile. They did not conceive. And in many cases, including Anne, St. Anne, she conceived. This is also true of Elizabeth, the cousin of Jesus, who conceives John the Baptist, she who is thought to be of old age. And throughout the Old Testament as well, so many women who were thought to be sterile. And yet God, in his magnificent providential plan, allows them to conceive, and to conceive with tremendous purpose. So here is Joachim and Anne, and they're older and thought not to be able to bear a child. And God in his providence gives them Mary. At the first moment of that conception in Anne's womb, Mary is conceived without original sin. We could say that God could have done it more efficiently. God could have simply said, I'm going to save mankind by the most efficient means possible. I'm going to send a tweet. I'm going to send a text. I will send an email. I'll send a letter. But all of that, friends, is artificial. God doesn't act and cannot act artificially. You know, if he's going to enter into this human race and save us, he can't do it with a tweet or a text. He can't simply write it across our consciences and say, I love you, everything is fine, you're saved. No, he has to do it a real way. It has to be flesh and blood. So Mary is essential to the equation of salvation because she conveys that sinless humanity to Jesus so that his sacrifice can be real. But Mary has to be real. Mary cannot be a goddess. She can't be divine. And this is one of the great misinterpretations of Catholic Christianity that we often deify Mary and deify the saints and make all of them into gods or goddesses. And this is not true. It cannot be true. Because if they're gods or goddesses, then they don't have humanity. And without humanity, there's no real death of Jesus. If there's no real death of Jesus, there's no real resurrection. So Christianity actually keeps it very real, body to body, blood to blood. Mary is the offspring of Joachim and Anne. And their role is very important in the formation of her humanity. Oh yes, she is the Immaculate Conception, but that does not then discourage or disparage the natural rights and claims and responsibilities of human nature. So Joachim and Anne had to form the girl. They're essential to her psychosexual development, her emotional balance, her intellect, her will. Oh yes, God's grace is always there, but remember, grace perfects nature. So Joachim and Anne have to provide, sustain, encourage the nature. This is the whole act of family life. So God enters into our family through Joachim and Anne and Mary. They have cousins, they have friends, they have neighbors, just like we do. And this keeps it all very real so that we're not dealing with a concept, we're not dealing with a philosophy or an idea, something abstract. We're dealing with a reality that is very flesh and blood, as real as the flesh and blood spiritually that we consume every time we come to Mass. For this is my body. 
This is my blood. When we look at the body and blood of Jesus, spiritually, we see the body and blood of Mary. When we look at Mary, we must see her parents. We must see the whole line of human nature back to Adam and Eve. And so now we have a new Adam, a new Eve, Mary and Jesus. And Mary is born of tremendous parents who form her for that singular role of saying yes to the will of God, as we do this day. Let's conclude our Novena prayers in honor of St. Anne, as we honor her on her feast day, this the ninth day of the Novena. Page 16, if you have the little booklets, we can pray together. All her life, Anne lived in the obscure town of Nazareth. All her days were spent in a tiny house, a home of common people. Her ancestors might have lived in the royal palaces of David and of his descendants. It was Anne's destiny to know no palaces, to be content with a cottage that was made beautiful chiefly by the love that filled it. But Anne was great. A thousand, thousand churches are built to honor her name. A thousand schools and hospitals are erected under her patronage. Pilgrims by the millions pour out every year into her shrines, kneeling before her altars and begging her to remember them to God. Unknown in her own day, she is now known across the world. Having lived during her lifetime in a little cottage, she is now honored by great buildings of the world. From her mansion in heaven, she looks down to see once more how the buildings that bear her name shelter the Son of God, house the shrines of Mary, his mother, and serve for the peace and strength of God's sons and daughters of every generation. To her who was on earth and is enthroned in heaven, we pray on page two. O God, who did promise to endow blessed Anne with such grace that she was found to be worthy of the mother of her who brought forth your only begotten son, Grant in your mercy that we who keep her festival may be aided by her intercession with you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, world without end. Amen. And now, on page 21, as we conclude our novena, a prayer to St. Anne to obtain some special favor. Together. Glorious St. Anne, filled with compassion for those who invoke you and with love for those who suffer, heavily laden with the weight of my troubles, I cast myself at your feet and humbly beg of you to take the present affair which I recommend to you under your special protection. Promise to recommend it to your daughter, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and lay it before the throne of Jesus so that he may bring it to a happy issue. Cease not to intercede for me until my request is granted. Above all, obtain for me the grace of one day beholding my God face to face, and with you and Mary and all the saints, praising and blessing them through all eternity. Amen. Good Saint Anne, mother of her who is our life, our sweetness, and our hope, pray to her for us and obtain our request. Good Saint Anne, 
mother of her who is our life, our sweetness, and our hope, pray to her for us and obtain our request. Good Saint Anne, mother of her who is our life, our sweetness, and our hope, pray to her for us and obtain our request. The Memorare on page 20. Remember Good Saint Anne, whose name means grace and mercy, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I come before you, sinful and sorrowful, Holy Mother of the Immaculate Virgin Mary, and loving Grandmother of the Savior, do not reject my appeal, but hear and answer my prayer. Amen. St. Anne, pray for us.